You're listening to episode 13 of the Bookcast for Dwell and Advent Study in Liturgy. This bookcast has been designed to give you another format with which to engage the content of the book. Hi, my name is Rachel Fehrenbach. I'm the author of Dwell and your host for these episodes. Today we're continuing week two with day four, and we're dwelling on scripture. Okay, today we're going to be jumping around a little bit. So I'm going to have you read through all the passages first, and then you're going to come back here. We're going to talk about a few things to consider before rereading the same passages. So you're going to want to read Exodus 34, 1 through 10. Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15. And Exodus 25, 1 through 9. So go ahead and pause this bookcast right now and either open up your Bible and read or go to BibleGateway.com and have the passages read to you there. Welcome back. All right, you're going to reread these passages, but when you do, I want you to keep the following in mind. As you read, I want you to consider how, regardless of the Israelites' actions, God faithfully keeps his covenant, his promise, with humanity. He mercifully and graciously forgives Israel's forefathers, their generation, and the generations that would follow them. God's forgiveness does not depend on their obedience to the Ten Commandments, or even the sacrifices offered later on. However, experiencing the wholeness God has for them, and for us, does require obedience to his commands. I want you to consider, too, how this wholeness corresponds with, one, the presence of God, and two, the works he does with Israel and through them. Exodus 34, 9-11 As you read, I want you to consider how the Ten Commandments sum up these two concepts. The first three commands correspond to a relationship with God, to regard God as holy and deserving of all honor. Consider how commands 5 through 10 address the way we relate to the world around us. They command Israel to be the image bearers they were made to be. As you read, consider how the fourth is the only command given in a positive tone, urging action rather than restraint. It is also the only command that includes both honoring God and reflecting him as image bearer. Next, consider how the rationale for the command varies between Exodus, which highlights the creation narrative, and Deuteronomy, which focuses on Israel's redemption from Egypt. These two are tied to one another. Through their deliverance, God removed their slave identity and reinstated their identity as his representatives here on earth. As you read, consider that Exodus prompts Israel to remember or to recall their image-bearer identity, while in Deuteronomy, the new generation is instructed to observe or to guard and pay attention to, echoing the duty bestowed upon Adam in the garden. In fact, the creation narrative was vastly represented in the tabernacle design. Consider how traditionally Jews wish each other Shabbat Shalom each Sabbath. When we embody the posture of Sabbath, that is, worshiping God and reflecting Him, fully depending on His faithful provision as we do, we experience shalom. Thank you for joining me today as we have dwelled on scripture. Join me here tomorrow as we continue to dwell with God this Advent season. 